This morning we're in Matthew chapter 11. So if you turn in your Bibles there, uh, we'll be taking that last section in uh, Matthew chapter 11. Um, it's always interesting. Uh, I'm, not, um, I'm not so focused when I preach that I don't see who you are. I just want to warn you about that. Uh, I, I know you, and that's part of the thing that I love about Bear Valley Church is that I, I know you, and you know me. Um, and I think that's a, a sweet thing, that we can be the body of Christ like that. Uh, but I also know that there are a lot of things going on in our church today, and even to be up in the choir and to see you all sing. I know that uh, there's things going on in your life that are hard, even this last week. Uh, and we, uh, I want you to know that I don't, uh, um, I factor that in as we look to God's word and I realize that God combines all these things together. This morning I'm picturing, uh, just to begin our time, uh, I don't know if you've ever, uh, hand, uh, had your arms out like this to someone and said, Hey, load me up with some wood, load me up with some wood. Uh, we do this at our house, and uh, the pride of man sometimes comes out uh, when you say, load me up with some wood. Uh, you just put your arms out, and you say, load me up, and um, as a dad, I'm usually the loader, and uh, I'm just putting loads on. No, I can handle more than that. I can handle more than that, and so there's one more log. No, I, I can still do it. Um, there comes a point in time, though, where you can't handle anymore, right? Um, and and sometimes it feels like uh, as if you are holding your arms out um, and life, uh, there's just one more log that goes on. You say, okay, this is all I can handle and it keeps loading on. And it feels crushing uh, and it feels crushing and it feels like I can't handle this. Uh, and this morning, it, it's, it's really that picture that I want to start with. Uh, as we go to God's word, um, I, I, I really I, I try to do this all the time, but I'm really mindful this morning that I just want to get out of the way of God's word this morning because it's such an important passage for this congregation at this time, at this place in your life to hear the word of God, uh, that you would not hear from a man, that you would not uh, uh, we would not somehow twist this to meet our own needs, but rather that, that God would speak to you this morning and you would hear the words of Jesus uh, as he shares with us and he calls us to himself. Please stand in honor of God's word and I'd like to read uh, to you the last part. <clears throat> Starting in verse 28. Jesus is speaking, and he says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Please join with me in prayer as we ask God to make us open to his word that he might change us. God, thank you this morning for speaking to us in your word, for recording for us and the generations to come the words of Jesus 
And God, this morning I ask that you would push aside all of our own thoughts and the thoughts of this preacher and cause us to dwell on on the words of your Son. And God, may we not uh, distort them in our minds and twist them in our thinking, but rather accept them in submission. And God, we ask that you would cause the the action of repentance to happen in our heart, that we might uh, be walking with you and not walking on our own. God, thank you for this morning. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I don't think it's going to be a long sermon this morning, but I have 12 points for you. I don't think it's going to be long, though. I don't think it is. Can't promise you anything. I uh, can't promise you. I've just had 12 like observation points uh, as we look at God's Word this morning. Uh, and and so for those of you who get wound up in numbers, I shouldn't have told you that. It should have just said bullet point them because uh, if you get to the end and it's only 11, uh, you'll be frustrated for the rest of the week. Okay. Bullet point them, please. Jesus has already spoken uh, about the possibility that in the previous verse about us knowing him, us knowing him, not you have this relationship with the father and the son. And then he says that we could also know him. There's a possibility that we could know him. And then he says the first words, he says, come to me, come to me. And as you hear those words, You need to hear them as Jesus speaking to you. The possibility that Jesus is speaking to you, even this morning, saying, come to me, come to me. And what he's saying is he's calling you out of whatever life that you have to now a life with himself. Remember that Jesus is is talking about his kingdom He's talking about a different way of living, a way of repentance that John the Baptist also spoke of. But he's saying, come to me, come to me. Don't do it your old way. I think this is one of the hangups for us this morning is that some of us love our old way. We love it. We love the sins that we used to commit. We love the, the, the self-focus that we have. We love trying to be great in and of ourselves. And Jesus says, I'm calling you to come to me. Come to me. He calls on us. He gives us this invitation. And for us to remember, first point, number one, that he's calling us. He's giving us an invitation to come to him. When you think about your life, the things that are going on in your life right now, you got to ask the question, am I coming to him or am I going some other place? When I trust uh, the future of my life, is it about me? Is it about something else? Or am I coming to Jesus? Am I trusting in Jesus? Am I walking with him? Am I living with him? It is an invitation. He says, come to me. Come to me. Point number two, it stands out to me that he says... uh, He makes this call, verse 28. He says, come to me, all, all. 
This is not uh, an exclusive bunch. This doesn't matter your economic state. This doesn't matter how responsible you've been in the past. This doesn't mean uh, your ethnicity, where you grew up, what family you came from. It doesn't matter if you're educated or non-educated. It it says all. And then it qualifies it. These are my next two points. So one, two, three, and four. Okay, three and four. Uh, Number three, number three. First it says all. And then it tells us who the all is. There's two groups here. And some have suggested that these are, uh, these are marked, marked by this idea here of Jesus describing all who might come to him, all who are invited to come, all who labor, labor and are heavy laden. You get the possibility that there's two groups. We've already looked at in the past section about this idea that some would believe that the intellectual should come. That somehow Jesus has a spot in his heart for those who are the smart people. And those who can accomplish much. Those who are the disciplined. Those who have somehow earned a spot. But there's two... uh, two sections here of the all and i just say it like this there's the tired and the self-righteous and the tired and the guilty this morning um, maybe jesus is calling you the first the tired and the self-righteous and there's this idea that we can accomplish enough that we can somehow please god in our own efforts that we can somehow do enough or be good enough or have a, a good enough attendance record, that we can somehow give enough uh, money, that we have to be smarter and have the best ideas all the time. And, and what happens for those of the self-righteous, the, the hyper-performers, the ones who are just going to do, do, and do, they live an exhausting, tiresome life. And as I shared with you last week, um, the people around them are tired and exhausted from them as well. This is what happens. That's not the life that God intended for us to live. And so it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We, we never can do enough. There's always one more thing to do. And when we get frustrated about that and we, we can't accomplish enough, we start pointing and picking at the people around us, hoping that they won't see our own failure. The tired and the self-righteous. I want to tell you that self-righteousness is not a way of accomplishment. It's a way of exhaustion. And Jesus says, I call upon you call upon you. Come to me. Come to me. There's another group. Uh, I call them the, the tired and the guilty. The tired and the guilty. Both are tired. Bo- both are exhausted. Both, both are hurting from the life that they live. It, the others have sought after sin. And what's so, what's so difficult about this, you're, you're never one or the other. <laughs> Sometimes you can be both. It's kind of like uh, Tehachapi. That, you know, what do they say about Tehachapi? 
It's the land of four seasons. Sometimes all in one day. Uh, that could be us, right? We, all in one day, we could be the self-righteous as well as the lost guilty in our sins, right? Uh, sometimes we flip from one to the other. We, we've uh, sinned in, in ways that we can't imagine and, and we're, we feel so guilty for them. And so we say, oh no, I feel so guilty for that. I'm going to go do some things really, really good to, so God will somehow wipe those away through my own works. I've sinned and I'm going to do something that I have done that will wipe those away. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I don't care how many times you've recited that. I don't care how, many, uh, how much money you have given. I don't care. Uh, it, it doesn't work. But it does leave you tired. But it does leave you tired. And I want to tell you, this is the good news of the gospel today. I, I'm so excited for you to hear this. Jesus says, come to me, all, all, all who are smart, all who are uh, sinless. All, no, he says, all who are tired, all the ones that are, are burdened down by the sins of their past and present. All those who are tired of trying to make themselves good enough to, for him. All, all those who are weary, heavy laden, they're dragged down by their sins. All of you are called to where? To him. To him. Um, I think about the way we live our lives and the way that um, we deal with things. Um, now, life is too hard for me. What, what, I need to figure out a way to make it lighter. I need to figure out something that will somehow lighten my load. Jesus offers himself. He offers himself. Number five. Number five. We're moving right along. Number five, uh, we look at this. What does Jesus offer? He says, come to me, all you who, are la- uh, who labor and are heavy laden. And he says this, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will give it to you. I will give it to you. I, I, I find this difficult because I always feel like I have to go take stuff. I have to be the one to somehow manipulate things to come out the way I want them to be. That so somehow I will get the rest that I need and the, the, the place in life where I want to be. And Jesus says, no, come to me and I'll give it to you. I will, I will make it happen. You know what? Rest does not come from homes. Your home being nicer will not give you any more rest. It doesn't come from other people. Uh, if you're hoping that someone will figure out how to bring rest to your life, uh, you're going to be sorely disappointed over and over again. I think about marriages that... Uh, that we struggle in. And when one spouse looks to the other and says, why don't you make my life easy? Why don't you bring rest to my life? Um, well, because rest is not found in one another. It's found in Jesus. There's a life of frustration there as we look to other people. Some would say... Uh, my life will be restful if I just have more money. It doesn't come from bank accounts. There's plenty of, of 
frantic and wound up and, and struggling people in our world today that are extremely wealthy. Extremely wealthy. It doesn't come from weather reports, right? They say weather reports. Some of us were glorying in the fact that it was cold last night. Thought it was great. Only a matter of time. So you'll be complaining that it's so cold outside. And you know what? We'll just, why can't everything change? Why can't anything be like I like it when I like it? You know what? It's not circumstances that stop you from getting the rest of life that you're looking for. Because those can change and they do change all the time. But Jesus has come to me and I will be the one to give you Rest, rest. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good. Jesus calls on you to come to him. He promises that he will grant you rest. We move on and he explains what this uh, life or this um, exchange will be like. He says, take my yoke upon you. This strikes me as kind of, how do we get this yoke in here? I thought we were talking about rest. For those of you former types, you know what a yoke is. It, It pictures the beast of burden, right? It's the piece of wood that goes over their neck and is attached uh, to the master with the uh, pointing them in a direction, saying, giddy up, let's go. Pull the plow. You, you, you get the picture of, of it being around our neck. The difference here is this. That Jesus, and, and this is something so important for us to remember when it comes to walking with Jesus. To being with Him. It does not mean that work is over. It does not mean that work is over. Uh, this is the difference between a health, wealth gospel and the true gospel. The true gospel says this. Uh, there's the yoke. There's another yoke. The yoke uh, that you choose to live outside of Christ. The burdens that come from trying to do it on your own. The burdens that come from living a sinful life. And they're on your neck. And they hurt. And they're painful. And they're tiresome. And they're too much to bear. And Jesus says... Uh, I, I want to exchange that. I want to take you to take that yoke off and put my yoke on. And you say, well, I didn't want to have a yoke. I wanted to be a free agent. I wanted to do my own thing. L- let me be clear. Let me be clear. Jesus is not calling you to do your own thing. In fact, the, the picture of the yoke is a picture of submission. The Submission. That Jesus says, I will now direct you. You will now work for me. The the burdens of life, they will be under my direction. You will not be on your own, left out in the world to do the burdensome things that you once did. Maybe that's where we're missing it, right? We thought that this freedom that we now have in Christ of coming to him is now that we could do whatever we want. And maybe life still feels burdensome. Why? Because Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Be submissive to me. 
I will be in charge now. And and for us, we should say, hooray, hooray. I thought I was in charge for so long. Hooray, I'm not in charge anymore. Hooray, I'm not left out on my own. Hooray, there's not these burdens of these. Jesus is now the one directing me. He says, take my yoke. It is a yoke, but it's Jesus's yoke. That was number six. Number seven. Jesus explains what this new life is like, this new uh, submission, this new yoke. He says, learn from me, learn from me. And and for us, uh, when we hear learn from me, most of us go, oh, go back to school. Oh, I don't want to. We, we want Jesus to somehow agree with us. Agree with us. Agree with their upbringing. Agree with our own philosophies and thoughts. And, and once again, I want to tell you, Jesus is not interested in that in your life. He's interested in you from exchanging your thoughts for his thoughts. He calls on us. And the, the picture here is this. It, it's the same connection we get with the idea of discipleship or being a disciple or being a learner. Jesus says, come and learn from me. Learn my words. Exchange those for your, your thoughts for my thoughts. That's what it is to find this rest and this ease that he's going to talk about in a moment. He says, put that yoke upon in submission and then learn from me. Um, our thoughts, our ideas mess up our lives all the time. <laughs> All the time. Uh, we, we, could, we could stand and give the rest of the day and into tomorrow if we'd be honest. And we could stand and give testimony of our great thoughts and where they got us. You know, I had this great idea and here's the scars to prove it. And I, I had this great idea. I thought we would do this and I made a life of, my life a mess over here. You, you know, you, couldn't we do that? Who could do that? I'm not going to ask you to. We could, right? Jesus says, learn from me. And, and, and as he calls us to learn from him, I want to talk to Bear Valley Church, the folks who are here today. This is why we need to be humble learners. Uh, here, here, this Sunday mornings, you need to be here. Because we're going to go through God's word. He has something to say to you. There's nothing more important that you can do. And, and outside of here, for us to have a passion and a heart that says, I want to learn about Jesus. I want to have his thoughts fill my heart and direct my life. We should be scared of our upbringing. We should be scared of our learning apart from Christ. We should be constantly asking the question, were the things my mom and dad taught me, do they match up with Scripture? And, and I want to say, that's for all of us. You say, are you speaking bad of your parents? Yes. Yes. I love my mom and dad, but you know what? Some of their thoughts didn't come from God's Word. They were in process as well. And you know what? In 10, 20 years, my kids will be able to say, there's some great stuff mom and dad taught us, but there was some also some things. What were they thinking? Be honest. You need to learn from Jesus. 
He says, come to me, come to me. We'll have this discipleship relationship. I will teach you. I will remove the thoughts that you have and I will replace them with my own. Jesus speaks, number eight. Jesus speaks of himself as a teacher. He says, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And he's contrasting. Maybe he's contrasting us. I'm not loud and proud like you are. I'm not, I'm not a know-it-all. Like I, I'm not one who, who speaks and says, you better listen to me because I am the authority and I'll smash you like a bug if you don't listen to me. Jesus describes this discipleship relationship and, and really what it is to come to him. And he says, I'm gentle and lowly. I'm kind of this humble, this picture of a gentle, soft voice. I really don't think he's contrasting us. I think he's contrasting the rabbis of the day. The rabbis of the day, they wore a a garment that said, you better listen to me. They took positions and they had uh, niceties of life that says, this is an important person. Jesus came and and as he taught and then he spoke, they said, well, he's not like the rabbis. And Jesus said, you're exactly right. I'm not like the rabbis. Gentle and lowly. I'll be kind to you. I'll I'll speak softly to you. Just walk with me. Take, Take upon my yoke. It's different. It's different. Jesus says, I'm gentle and lowly, not like the rabbis, not like your old loud and proud ways. Number nine. Number nine. He says it again. He says it again. And you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. And, and as he speaks of this, I, I want to make this clear. Uh, he speaks of your inner man. Your inner man as opposed to your outer life, your outer life. Um, It's not that he can't help us with the things of our life, but the biggest problem we have daily is our inner man. Uh, Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, The the words that we use to describe this, we, we don't say inner man or souls. We say, I'm stressed out. I'm all wound up inside. I'm depressed. Uh, you know, we talk about these things in terms of that they're clinical and this and that. But Jesus says, that's where I want to work. That, that's where I want to touch. I, I want to bring you rest for your souls. I want to make your life okay on the inside. That it might impact the things that are going on on the outside. This is what Jesus, this is why Jesus called you. He said, come to me. I want to give you rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. That's number nine. Rest for your souls. And then he says this. Gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. And you say, I'm, I'm looking for that one. Uh, I, I fear saying this, but 
Jesus is the key to the easy life. I fear saying that. Because some of you picture the easy life as being like uh, living in Laguna Beach in Tehachapi, right? Uh, that there's a pool, but there's also an ocean and there's also snow when you want it. You're living in a big house with a lot of servants and everything's right in your world. And Jesus isn't offering that. He isn't offering that. In fact, he's just offering a, a, a different inner being, inner man. He says, you know, we're exchanging these burdens, the burdens you once had with now your submission to me. And he says, my yoke or working with me or following after me, it's easy. It's easy. It's the idea that I will make your life a life of ease. It won't be complicated. And you say, my life is complicated. It's because you're trying to be in charge. You're, trying, you're doing it the wrong way. Jesus calls upon us and he says, my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. And I think he is connecting this and comparing it side by side with the yoke you took off to the yoke you now have replaced it with. He says, my yoke is easy. That was number 10. Number 11. He says it again in a different way. He adds something that might give us a picture. He says, and my burden, my burden is light. It's light. My burden is light. And, and, and the thing that I want you to see here is there's still a burden. There's still a burden. This is what the, living in a sinful world is. It's not without burdens. It's that they are, they are things that you can handle. They, they are, are light, relatively light, compared to the crushing burdens of self-righteousness and sin. He says, you say, load me up. You say, that, that's enough. You can handle this. I, I, I've made you able to handle this. And Jesus says, this is the life that's with me. My... Uh, my my last point, I want to leave you with this. I mentioned it earlier. But this is what keeps us. It's the myth of a free agent. It's the myth of a free agent. That you are somehow in charge of your life. That you can pick a burden or not pick a burden. That you can somehow find a place in this life that is without troubles, that you can somehow manipulate things, that you will somehow escape pain to your life. It's a myth. And I want to I tell you, if we seek, if that's what we're seeking, uh, it's like chasing your tail. It's like this really hard task and it's, it's frustrating because you think you're almost there and then something happens. And you go, oh, I feel like I'm set back to square one. You are. You are. It's the myth of a free agent. Jesus lays his yoke before you. He lays the burden of walking with him before you. And he says, this is your best choice right here to be with me. It's the place where you want to be. 
It's the place of ease for you. It's the place of rest for you. Don't believe the myth of the free agent. See, we got through 12. That wasn't too bad. Jesus says, come to me. But some of us this morning are saying, but, 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 uh, but, 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 uh, um, I, I got, I, there's a few things I, I, you know, I, I don't like giving up control. I, I, I want to know where we're going. I want to know what we're doing. I want I want you to somehow approve the plans for my life before you give them to me. I want to have the right of refusal. We want first refusal, second refusal, third refusal, Right. We just want to be in charge still. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. Without reservation, without, with the submission that comes, I'll take on your yoke. Jesus says, I will be in charge. And my yoke is easy and restful. It's the life that you'll have with me. Well, today's your day. Today's your day. You've been living on your own, trying to be good enough. Today is your day. Abandon your ways and come to Him. If your guilt, the guilt in your sin is crushing you on the inside, today is your day. Jesus calls to you and He says, I'm talking to you. Those who are weary and heavy laden, I'm saying, come to me. Come to me. encourage you today in your own heart right now so we pray in a moment to trade the yoke of your own accomplishments and the sins that you have done to trade that yoke for the one that comes from Jesus to walk with him to be with him please join with me in prayer Some of you wonder sometimes, well, what does that take? How, how do I come to him? Um, just say yes. Just say yes. Jesus speaks to your heart. He says, come to me. You say, yes, I'll come. Show me the way. I'll take your yoke. Just speak to Jesus in your heart. Father God, this morning as we have gone before the words of your son, Jesus, where he has called us to come to him. God, I pray that you'd be doing your work right now. That your Holy Spirit would be uh, touching the lives of people who are uh, weary and heavy laden. God, I also ask that you would refresh the souls of your saints that go back to a life of self-effort. God, it's crushing. It's exhausting. Pray that they would surrender that right now. God, I pray for your saints also who have sinned in ways they that, that shame them and the guilt of it just feels awful and crushing and embarrassing. God, I pray that they would confess that to you, experience the freedom and the rest that comes from knowing that their sins are forgiven in you. 
God, do your work in your church. Let us not stand in the way, but we ask that you would use us in the process. Thank you for the gift of your word, the peace that comes from your son. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Before I dismiss you this morning, I just want to encourage you. If God's doing a work in your life, come tell me. Come tell me. Come tell me. So that I can pray for you. Uh, We're always excited about what the Lord's doing in our midst. We want to hear. um, We want to embarrass you. We'll walk with you. We'll encourage you. Um, This is what it is to be a part of a church. Uh, A church, uh, not that... I wanted to say we're not perfect. What a joke is that? We aren't even close to perfect, right? Um, But we want to walk with you uh, as we all uh, need the same Jesus uh, to work in our lives. Thank you for being here today. You are dismissed.